Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Happy Tuesday and happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome back to The Short Score. It's your host, Taylor Vollen. I have kind of a short but very exciting episode for y'all today, or at least I think it is. I know it was a super exciting conversation for me. On today's episode, I'm going to introduce y'all to Jake Clay. I know you Team Roping fans know who Jake Clay is, but for some of you that maybe don't or aren't super familiar with him, he's a first-time NFR header this year from Oklahoma. This might be Jake's first time to the NFR, but he's definitely not short of accomplishments. He was the 2022 BFI champ. He's ridden two separate head horses of the BFI. He's won the Prairie Circuit Finals in the past, just to kind of name a few of his accomplishments. And in case you guys don't remember, since September in the 2023 season in general feels like ages ago, Jake had to do some serious fighting and some climbing for his spot in the top 15 there at the end. Jake was inside the top 15 for what seemed like majority of the season, if I'm not mistaken, but there in the last half or so, he kind of stayed in bubble territory and like I said, really had to do some fighting to secure his top 15 spot. And might I add, not only did he fight his way to his first NFR appearance, he did it what some might consider the hard way by not getting into Sioux Falls. Regardless, he's headed to Vegas this December for his first NFR. He's going to get to ride in the Thomas and Mac, run 10 steers. And on today's episode, we talk just about what it means to finally make the NFR, how long it's been a dream, and what it really took to make it a reality. But to start off, give me a little bit about your background, how you got into roping. Uh, I uh, I don't really ever remember not roping. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad roped and just made a living riding outside horses. And uh, I just, I've always roped. He always had me something to ride. And from the time I could swing a rope, I've always roped. Mm-hmm. Was making the NFR then always a dream for you, I'm assuming? Yes, I remember being a little kid thinking about or talking about making the NFR. And I actually, when I was little, my parents took me to Vegas for the uh, dummy roping mm-hmm. when I was seven years old. So I remember thinking then, like, that was the NFR. <laughs> <laughs> so. so it might sound kind of silly, but it's one of those I feel like it's a dream for – pretty much anyone that ropes for a long time, but there comes a point where you kind of realize it's an attainable goal. When was that, that you feel like you kind of were like, okay, this is actually something I can do? Well, I healed like my rookie year mm-hmm. and and it, I never even got close, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> and then I started heading in 2020 and I just went to the UPRA rodeos and stuff and yeah. rode with Martin Lucero mm-hmm. and... And then the next year is when I wrote with Billy Jack, and we got kind of close, but not super close. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up 25th or something. Right. And then the next year, in 22, I guess, I won 80,000 and still ended up 19th, but was just one steer away from. Right, yeah. Like any steer throughout the year. I could think of plenty of steers that I messed up on or whatever, you know that was like this is this is possible right how did that kind of light your fire even more it just 
I, uh, it's really hard be that close. And then I remember like we were in the rope at the jackpots at, in a restaurant watching the first round of the NFR. Mm-hmm. And that really, uh, it hits different when you're close and then you're sitting, you're close to making it and then you're sitting there watching the first round and you're like, right. man, I would really like to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Did you make any adjustments you feel like from last year to this year? I mean, I practiced a lot and roped a lot, but mm-hmm. I rode for the most part, I rode the same horses and everything yeah. that I rode last year. Mm-hmm. I just worked at it a little more and tried to catch more steers. I don't know if I did. I, yeah. I don't know if I caught any more <laughs> or not. But. Right. You bring up horses. Kind of tell me a little bit about the horses that you did ride this year. I feel like you kind of, you were mounted on quite a few, it seemed like this year. Well, I, I did count up and I think I roped with six different guys and rode eight different horses. Wow. For my 75 rodeos. (laughs) But what I mainly rode was Sun, Mm -hmm. which I feel like a lot of people know who he is. For sure. And then I rode an eight year old, uh, called Louie that, uh, me and my cousin Wayne Clay own together, mm-hmm. and uh, I got him when he was six, and he hadn't hadn't been roped on, so he's actually he's only been had two years of roping. Yeah. And then the other horse I rode mainly was a horse called Schneider that some good friends of mine, Peyton Holiday and Randy Holiday, own. Oh, okay. And they just let me take him, mm-hmm. and borrow him. I rode him over the fourth mainly because son was eighteen and didn't i didn't get sun until colorado springs casper week gotcha okay so i kind of left him at home and then Mm -hmm. they let me take that other one gotcha looking back on the year how important do you think horsepower was in getting you to your first finals uh horsepower is everything Mm -hmm. i mean person can try to cut corners and what and i'm the worst in the world at trying to cut corners and just ride whatever but Mm -hmm. it's everything yeah you said you're up with six different partners this year? Uh, I counted them up, I believe so. Do you mind me asking who they were? I wrote with Billy Jack, mm-hmm. Savins. Mm-hmm. I wrote with Douglas Rich at San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I roped with Colin most of the year. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote with uh, Kef Roper Brushton Minton <laughs> at Lakeview, Oregon. Really? I high school rode with Brushton. Really? Yeah, that's funny. I didn't know yeah. that you guys had roped together at Lakeview. We roped together. One row, I picked him up at Lakeview, and we ended up one out. He caught two feet. Gotcha. He healed him good, but I took a little too long to turn him. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. How funny, though. Yeah. And then I wrote with uh, Worley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote with Logan Moore at Pasadena. Gotcha. You and... Not to sound biased, but you and Worley were fun to watch because you both, I mean, it came down to the very last day, it seemed like, for both of you guys. Did yes, that, ma'am. how did that or did it affect your guys' partnership or you guys were open together there at the end, knowing you both had so much riding on it? I think it was almost better that way because we both had so much to lose and so much to gain, you know? Yeah. So. That's kind of what I was wondering. I, I feel like you guys were kind of on the same page. Almost. It wasn't. It wasn't like just you know one guy helping out the other guy. Yeah. It was. We both need to win. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So, kind of an odd question, but what do you think 
it kind of took to get to this, to get to your first finals? It just takes, I think it takes a lot of practice years and really good horses, good partners. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I feel like everyone says this, but a strong mental game because it's so easy to get down. For sure, yeah. And, you know, you don't get to practice in the summer and you just spend long nights driving. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of time to think about roping, <laughs> yeah. which is honestly, it might be the worst thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of people in your corner and a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was a fight to the very end. It looked like, at least from the outside, kind of, if you can tell me a little bit about what was going through your head, those last few weeks and days of the regular season. I just remember thinking, I actually, uh, for the, probably the whole month of September, I deleted all my social media. Wow. The whole thing, because I I just, I got everyone posted about the talk. Anytime I got on there, it talked about the bubble race, mm-hmm. you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And it was better for me not to see that. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, just, I tried to remember just the main, re- this two do my job Mm -hmm. just make sure i got out of the barrier and turned all the steers i could yeah and not worry a whole lot about what everyone else was doing Mm -hmm. just more worry about myself you know yeah and social media is horrible about that making people compare themselves to others and well i think i mean social media is what's made the sport better true like but it's just hard for i just get on there and be like oh so and so did this over here i gotta Mm -hmm. beat him instead of just beating the steer you know yeah Makes sense. It's very cool, though, to hear. So, when did it hit you that you had finally done it, that you had made your first finals? Well, um, I guess the... Honestly, I didn't know. I didn't watch the last round of uh, Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. And then me and Worley were at Mona, Utah. We flew out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, right... Right before he wrote, I guess he watched it and he was like, you're in. Yeah. So, and I still, no one knew for sure still because I I left my phone in the truck. I didn't want to talk to anybody or hear what had happened. Mm -hmm. Was it kind of a surreal feeling? It was. It was, uh, it was a really good feeling. Yeah. Like I said, it's something I'd spent my whole life working towards. Mm -hmm. Even, which I, I started heading for good in 2020 but i mean i before that i still worked at my roping even healing a lot towards the finals so it was it was a great feeling what kind of support have you had getting to this point oh i've had i've had so much support my parents have been so good about when i leave for how taking care of all my stuff and just doing whatever it takes and i have friends and family and helped me do so much that I've had a lot yeah what are you kind of doing these last month or two months or whatever it is to prepare for the finals well I uh whenever I got home I bought some steers and then uh there's indoor arena cow or a crossbar arena it's right here by I'm actually here right now (laughs) about to uh rope those are the when you called. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. 
So I'm just going to practice all I can and just try to be ready mentally and physically, I guess. Have you, in this, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but have you started picturing that first run in the Thomas and Mac? Oh, every day. (laughs) I figured. Yeah. What do you think you're looking forward to the most, if you can pick one thing? I'm I'm looking forward to just running the first steer. Yeah. Maybe the grand entry. The grand entry looks like fun, Mm -hmm. but for sure the first steer. Right. 